0: Great, great so Karen welcome to podcast uh, to life, love in your life podcast and I'm um, so happy to have you here um, what we do on this show typically because it's a, a show about your career your career path, Um, how enjoyable that is or um, was, and how did you make that decision? So what I ask people to do when they come on the show is just so people understand who they are, give a little sort of a synopsis about how did you come to decide, you know, when you were back in high school, okay, was there a career guidance counselor available that you spoke to that you you definitively knew what track you were going to take in college?
1: No, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Dola, I am delighted to to be on your show and honored honored to be on your podcast. Uh, I absolutely know what podcasting is about since I've been doing it for five years in yes. a in a niche in the automotive aftermarket. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned the minute you mentioned um, high school and maybe even junior high, I had a couple of really favorite counselors. Okay, I'm not sure they steered me in any one particular direction, <laughs> and, and here's why there was the family business to go to you know and i'm sure they knew you know well carm's got that family business thing going on so i guess we need to send him to business school and, you know i don't think anybody ever tested me and wanted to find out what i really wanted to do uh you know when the family has a business and you're the oldest son you're destined there's, I'm sorry, there's no tests that could tell, to tell dad what he was going to have you do.
0: Exactly. Um, And you make a very good point, Karen, but but given that, that's great. Um, How did you feel about it? Do you remember?
1: Um, Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, let's talk about loving what I did, you know, early on in my life, um, being involved in the family business and saying one day, this will all be yours um, (laughs) is, is a misnomer on occasion. And of course, my, I think my career has proven that out. But I, I guess I was destined to be a business person. Mm-hmm. And now today I'm a, I'm a podcaster in a niche market, but it's all about business, what I, what I do and talk about and the, the people that I interview. So I look back at my entire career and say there was not one wasted thing that I, that I ever did. And um, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Wow. Okay. So yours worked out really well for you having not been quote guided either by default or design from your high school.
1: Yeah. And oh, by the way, Dola, um, uh, old Italian dads, they don't guide you. They
0: make an an assumption.
1: They make an assumption it's in the genes.
0: Okay. Okay. But you lucked out because what if you had hated that track?
1: Well, yeah. Well, then I I, I would have probably um, then chased whatever was inside of me. Um, I loved leading. I loved creating. Um, I think, um, again, too bad dad didn't recognize in each of the 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 family that was in his brood mm-hmm. that each of them had a different types of talent. And it, and it didn't matter. All the roosters had to be in the hen house. Doing one particular thing wow and and sooner or later you you look at you know you, you end up doing the things that you love in life and and I think for me much, much too later in my life that I end up falling into something that I don't believe I'm working a day in my life. You know. Meaning
0: podcasting. What I'm, yeah, what I'm doing today. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm gonna get there because I want to know how you made that decision. But yeah. so I usually, like I said, ask people to kind of give us uh, an idea of how you came about doing what you did. So yours was destiny. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was destiny, and 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 then uh, the industry was changing, and okay. uh, the you know dad got ill. Um, competition was incredible. And since we were in the automotive aftermarket and we, we own stores, the people we bought from in the warehouse distribution level, they, they were really, they recognized where the consolidation was happening mm-hmm. and they started to acquire purchase stores. And we were watching that very carefully and we were approached and, uh, good friends of ours, by the way, uh, who approached me and, um, and we decided, we decided to sell the business. Hmm. and you know, and then I, so, so here's one of the greatest stories that I could tell about selling the business is inside of me, Dola, I felt like I wanted to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. Hmm. It was just this little grind that's just constantly come up and slapping me upside the head and says, you want to work at the next level? Well, we sold the business, you know, um, a multi-million dollar company up to a multi-multi-multi-million dollar company. And, you know, I was all excited about it. And I went to work for people that I knew, that I respected. Yeah. And man, did it hit me so hard. I had no idea what the next level was about. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I felt it. I, don't, I wasn't dreaming properly on, on how big it could be and the levels of responsibility. And that forced me into becoming a leadership book reader because I, I recognized that there were all these people that I was, if you will, the, the center of their wheel and helping lead. I didn't know what leadership was. I thought I did when I had 60 employees, but I wasn't even close because wow. I was organically just fit in as a family member, you see?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Now you're not, and you're now a team member, mm-hmm. not signing the checks. And, uh, the reason you sold, the reason they hired you was because of who you were, and I wasn't quite sure I knew who I was. <laughs> wow so i I started to um, uh, to to read and understand, and you know emotional intelligence, uh, all this testing stuff, they gave me tests and I started to learn more about me that I never wanted to share with my wife because it was all true and I always tell her it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah it, it was it was a great time, and again, I go back uh 20 some years ago uh when that happened and then and then the the next evolution and and, and they gave me all kinds of freedom and 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 i grew and i groomed and it was a great five years and then they sold their business to a public company
0: so it was only five years
1: yeah it was five years wow and then then they yeah they sold the business to a public company and then that was a cultural transition going from small family to big family, public. Right. And, and you, the only way you could survive all of that was to reinvent yourself along the way. Mm. Wow. And, and, and I realized uh, what quarterly reviews were about what uh, the honeymoon period in an acquisition is about, you know, and hell we were acquiring people and we had our strategic plan and we knew where we were going to take this business and no matter what you told it in public, it was always a little different, you know, on paper or under yeah, the covers.
0: Yeah, I've been and through it, enough acquisitions. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, here, here I am. Uh, and, and again, I, I look back at the five years, big family, and and the, and then the ten years with the public company.
0: Hmm. And it
1: was there was no doubt it was baptism by fire in the last ten years. Wow. And I, I, I uh, it was, it was fun. It was tough. Uh, it was a grind, but i it was built in me. I mean, I could handle it um, the stress you know the seven twenty four mm-hmm. and uh, i wouldn't give I wouldn't give any of my experiences for naught because as I evolved then and had the opportunity to move on, and I came up with where I am today, yeah. an important influencer in the automotive aftermarket, a connector of people. Uh, speaking all kinds of places and producing um, four podcasts a week and getting ready to launch some really neat new exciting things in the ne- next week actually do I have even wow. told you about it yeah so many and and the, the phones are ringing would you do this for us and would you do that for us and you know we'd like your yeah, opinion on this and it none of this would have happened yeah. had it not been for the dreams of a young man the family business the sale to a bigger none of this mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't sit at the table if I hadn't signed 60 paychecks a week I couldn't sit at the table had I not led you know a dozen direct reports and 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 sat in quarterly review meetings and sat in you name the marketing, the operations meeting, the the systems meetings, it, it would, it has so well rounded me. And that's when, you know, I look back and I said, Hmm, uh, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And, and I look back and I said, well, you don't want to waste that. Mm-mm. So what can you do? Right. So part of the the little secret, not too many people know, is that very early in my career I really didn't want to go work for the family business I wanted to be a dj on the radio
0: wow I
1: didn't know that oh yeah oh yeah I was the morning man at college radio on my senior year and and I come out and you know I got just to not to show you what my age is, but I got drafted and i I blew the summer off after I graduated from college and i said dad i'm not coming to i'm not going to work for you this summer i'm going to go find a nightclub to, that will let me d j and you know and work all nights and drink and party yeah and i did <laughs> <laughs> and I did and then I got serious uh, uh, and, you know i i got I went to basic training, i joined the guard, and then i I came back and worked in the family business, yeah. So with that whole thing, I said, hmm, had a friend who was on the radio and I got a got a part-time gig working at a, a rock station in Buffalo.
0: Isn't that fabulous? Yeah. And so wow.
1: I worked part-time for a, a bunch of years, got to meet a, a ton of great people. Some DJs that I worked with that I admired growing up. And uh and, and then I became, you know, a kind of a wedding DJ, and all of that stuff rolled around, you know, all those. Uh, You know, all those side, you know, not too many people know about stories. I'm probably telling this for the first time.
0: While you were doing your job.
1: Yeah, while I was doing my job and I was in the garden, you know, I was engaged in all of of these, you know, burning the candle. When you're in your 20s, you could burn your candle at seven ends and you'd never feel the heat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) You never feel the heat. You just don't. Sounds like you're very intrinsically motivated though.
1: (laughs) Today, I can feel the heat. (laughs) So so when i when i got out i said uh, when I, when i had the opportunity to leave just 5 years ago i said hmm let me go and um uh, let, let me let me become a voice actor um you know i could stay at home build a little studio at home and, yeah. and i went to a, i went to a boot camp in new york city uh at one of the big famous studios in new york and and, and it was great. And I got a coach and I, I recorded a demo and, you know, I got a website and all that stuff, which is all gone. It's history. And I started to do all these auditions. And I'm I'm standing in my studio with my really expensive microphone and my computer, and I'm I'm signing on. I said, "What we'd like the voice to sound like this, and it needs to be upbeat, and it needs to kind of be Clint Eastwood like, and it needs to be that and this." And so you'd you do an audition, and you'd send it up with the another thousand who were doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, for every audition. And 30 sure. days later, after doing 10 a day, I said, and I and I, I only got one local gig, and I said, "Hmm, this isn't working." And, um, and I said, wow, this is really kind of a cool thing. Um, podcasting. Hmm. So I started to research. I had to figure out everything. Podcasting at that time was about maybe eight years old, maybe five years old at the time. What as year, far as
0: what year was it?
1: It was in 2015.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And here we are in 2020, and I had to learn everything from scratch and tried and yes. trued and this didn't work and that didn't work and how to record yes. and, wow. and then getting guests and, 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 and using Skype to see their faces. I was recording audio only so that it was a more genuine interview. And yeah. I learned all this great stuff. I studied, I read about interviewing skills. I, I couldn't tell you how much of Charlie Rose I, I used to watch because I loved, you know, his style yeah. and, and, and it just grew from there. And, you know, I was begging for interviews. Because it was an interview show, it wasn't me spewing what I knew. Is I wanted to take what people knew, and I wanted them to share. I wanted them to be. But always in the automotive. Always, it, yeah. It, it was in the aftermarket, yeah. and it, and and the, the guys who fix the cars. It's yeah. it's a three hundred ninety-two billion-dollar industry. It's it's yeah. in the top ten of GDP. Uh, you know, millions of people work in it from from manufacturing to supply uh, to the guys who fix the cars, and. Mm-hmm that's that's who my audience is and 750 plus episodes now and um <laughs> and i'm i'm i think in person personally i'm rocking the world as so many people uh, thank me for the wisdom that we bring each and every week and, and share with them and you know dola it seems to me that you know there's there's the there's the top echelon of any industry they're, they're proactive they're smart they're constantly learning um they're they're ahead of their own curve and they're always they're being a perpetual student they always want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group that are really really good people but they're they, they may be a little shy. Um, they don't get their energy from people, you know, it's you know yes. they're a little introverted. Right. And but the, what they should be doing is networking. What they should be doing is joining peer groups. In our industry there's a ton of that going on. Wow. But if you don't the podcast provides you to be a fly on the wall. Of the guy down the road or someone, you know, across town or someone, right. someone in any state or an, an expert or an association executive or a technician or a shop owner and, and on and on and authors, you know, interviewing authors and stuff, yeah, uh, which I want to interview you, by the way. <laughs> yes. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
0: It is a wonderful story, but it, it sounds like all through your life, Karm, you've not been what it, someone might look at your life and say it was lucky. I would say uh, that you were able to be really intrinsically motivated. Um, you know, you really paid attention to what you loved, what, you know, what you liked. You studied. You did all of the prerequisite stuff that a lot of people miss. They think that they should just be, be bestowed this idea of, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. I love this. Um, I mean, you paid attention. You really did.
1: I um, I'm never satisfied. Yeah. I I always strive to get better. I'm a perpetual tweaker, and um, I ideation, responsibility are in my top five. You know, uh, strengths finders. Right. And uh, a funny, just tell you a funny story. <laughs> I took a strengths finders test, and I saw my top five. And I took it for a new boss I was about to have. And I looked at my top five strengths and I said, oh, this is going to hurt. He's not going to like this. And by the way, something's wrong with this test. That's not me. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it wasn't too long after I took that test that I was offered my get out of jail card. And it was about a year into being a podcaster. I took that test back out again. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my God. Those that's are... me
0: wow yeah so you really didn't have a an understanding that that was you at the time that you were in a
1: <laughs> I didn't want it to be me
0: you didn't want it to be you
1: I didn't want it to be me and and I I, I so I thought I was miscast in the role
0: wow is that interesting do, do you have some idea? I just would like to hear a couple of those things that you thought wasn't you that you now recognize is totally you oh god oh I wish I
1: had them off the top of my head I don't uh, but ideation is one of them. And you know, I think it's number four. Responsibility, I think is number one. Okay. I never argued with those, but the other three, I kept saying, oh, he doesn't want me. He doesn't want me to have those traits. Yeah. And, and, and it is just so anchored in what I do today because of how much I care mm-hmm. to help people. Mm. And my, my problem with ideation is it's like the squirrel looking for the nut Mm-hmm. You know, something falls from the tree, and he's over there. And something falls from the tree, and he never picked up the first nut. and He's running for the second nut. Well, that's right. me, okay? Uh huh. And and so I'm sitting down in any meeting, and I'm saying, "Wait a minute, wait, stop! I got a great idea." You know, I come up with taglines for products and companies and stuff. And I just say, "Oh my God!" It's like a, I was doing an interview the other day. As we're we're sitting down talking about the new normal and sanitizing, right? Uh-huh. This is a this is cool. I think you'll love this. We're talking about how do you sanitize. Our industry is an essential business. It's open, and so people are coming in to get their vehicles repaired. Fleets need to, to you know, keep their vehicles sure. running because we're still delivering food and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So um, we're talking about what is the new normal going to look like? At, you know, post COVID or during, or will it ever not change? And are are, are we in this zone right now? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd done some studying on colds. You know, as part of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, what a cool new tagline in the future. You shop at Carms Auto Repair because we give less colds. <laughs> now, that just came to me. Why? Because if we're cleaning ourselves and we're making sure that every transaction is so sanitized, we are not spreading the normal cold you know, virus around. And, and I think, frankly, I think that could be the outcome of us learning how to better sanitize yep. wash and protect yep. ourselves we're i think a lot cold. of
0: industries will will have that benefit uh, okay. post covid but Carm, you know because i'm so interested in how you evolved through the years i mean you you have a fascinating story um and i'm always talking to people about paying attention to what their strengths are mm-hmm. and what their gifts are and try to do that yep. sounds like you're a servant leader you were a servant leader you were more aware of how can I do this with um, getting buy-in and getting uh, people to do together? You're very um, pursuant of that kind of behavior. Yeah, I,
1: I do. I, I like to build consensus, and I, right. and I like to t- and I get take and build ideas from people. Uh, a lot of what I love to do, by the way, Dola, as a podcaster is do panel discussions. In fact, I didn't discover that. It probably was three years in. Oh, that, that's I finally, right. that i finally said i started another show called the town hall academy where it was going to be a single subject of multiple players coming in to discuss this topic yes and and i and i really enjoy being that moderator of the discussion and yet move it along and frame it along and produce it to the point where it's fresh and you know because sometimes uh you can well you know uh, i did that the other day you know i I, you you gotta
0: you gotta make it a yeah. little exciting to listen yeah, to.
1: Yeah, and then I started to get called to you know would you come and speak to our group? Well, on Fridays I do my live town hall at noon, uh, so I, I guess I could do it live at your place. And now we're now we've got a little audience going, and we got people in a room, and I figured out all that tech, and and so I just love to do panels, and and I think to your point, uh, I I just love bringing i I, when i interview dola and and here's a here's a great tid, i i i'm always trying to uh, not only be a great interviewer and being in the moment being present Mm -hmm. but i'm also back over here trying to evaluate what was just said and is my audience going to find any value in that sure
0: sure Well, that's because my audience are people who are either in career transition or trying to make a career selection and paying attention to who they are, what their strengths are, and trying to find that sort of sweet spot for them where they can be both happy and successful, right? Oh,
1: boy, yeah.
0: And and that that is something you've attained, seemingly, your whole career. And not only that, but when it was time for you to reinvent yourself Yet again, on your own, you fell back on those strengths that you knew all along were you.
1: <laughs> but you never know that you're there. You never know, know. that you made the right move. And I you know. never know until it's way down the line saying, yeah, that, that worked.
0: Right. But you did a perfect job of marrying your experience, your expertise with all those years in the business, right? Yeah. And your kind of like your love yeah. of, you know, moderating panel discussions and talking on podcasts and bringing people together so that people can tune yep. in and learn from your
1: shows. Sure. I, I think what I had to realize, were a couple of things early on, Dola, is I had to realize that podcasting was storytelling yeah. and that uh, if you were going to be successful in the niche, in, in podcasting at all, you had to have a niche that you were very confident and self-assured about. Yes. That you, that you knew your, you knew your talk your my guests know their topics way better than me <laughs> but i have enough to hold and shore up the foundation of the discussion right and move them in the right direction because i'm not the expert when i bring on an expert i'm not i know how to get that person to talk about their expertise right and 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 but i never knew that uh, and benefit your audience you know, back in corporate america i was i was doing training i was yeah. leading people holding conference calls and webinars and did we call them webinars back then? I don't know.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: But but, <laughs> but you you sometimes you never know. And so what happened? You know, maybe in essence of this of this discussion is I, I was able to look back at these these interesting career moves, and the growth of me as a leader mm-hmm. and in the positions that I was in. I'm saying. I got something from there. I got something from there. I got something from there, and something from there that brings it to today.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah. Well, I'm just I marveled at you to begin with for reinventing yourself in this grand way because you are not only helping a lot of people in the career in the auto aftermarket um, industry, but you're also you know you're bringing people together. You're using your expertise to do that but also using your expertise in your, um, all of those years that you've learned what you've learned. And so you do have an expertise, both in the auto aftermarket, You know, maybe not as high level as some of your guests, I'm sure. And that's why you're bringing them on your show. Sure, sure. Um, but, but also in all those years, what you've learned about leadership and all of the things that you've learned about from your, really from your childhood. You know?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, don't be afraid. To look for um, what you know and the confidence that you know it.
0: Right. And to be able to reinvent yourself in that way. You know, I, w- I was just listening to a another podcast, or maybe it was a webinar, um, from Yale University. And they're talking about the Happiness Project. Mm-hmm. And that lots of kids, young people today are signing up for this Happiness Project. Um, it's a very popular uh, course. Uh, within the industry, I mean, within the um, university setting. And it's interesting because back when we went to college, they didn't, they didn't talk about happiness. I mean, we just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, oh, it's, studying is pain. <laughs> and becoming mature, yeah, right? Perfect. I mean, so it's interesting. Yes. But um, but they say that if you pay attention to your strengths, the conclusions, a lot of the conclusions, there were, there were many, but uh, the, what I paid attention to is what, affects my, um, you know, um, my industry of career transition, career selection, those kinds of things. And it turns out that there is a great deal to do with uh, intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic. Like people, do they go for the jobs that pay the most? Does that make them happy? No. I mean, we can say it now, there is empirical evidence that says, no, it's not about money. Yep. Right, it's about yep. doing what your strengths tell you to do, but yep. also what gives you sort of joy and 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 pleasure. And at the end of the day, you feel like you've done something. And I look at you, Karm, and I know you are loving what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, it's it's I love that. it's scary, and I, and I have a wife that supports me. Yeah. Because because what I do requires more than a forty hour work week. Correct. Uh, because. You know, if, if I just would explain to you right now the conference calls I've had in the last three days and the projects that I'm involved with, and, and some of them are private projects for for groups that you know I appear on special you know uh, client-only you know platforms are that, that that aren't broadcasted out. Okay. Yes, yeah, sponsors and not sponsors, but and uh, it, it's it's been amazing to uh, to see what's going on. It, but would this have happened when I when I was the point of the plow in podcasting and the automotive aftermarket five years ago? No, but you know it goes back to this yeah. consistency, um, yeah. high quality ethics, yeah. um, great morals, yeah. um, you know, commitment.
0: And oh. diversification on some level too, because yeah,
1: because I had to continue to reinvent myself. Uh, I yeah. was a terrible interviewer in the beginning, and I realized it wasn't going to cut it. I wasn't happy with myself. Wow. I think you know, when when you end up when be your be your own uh, best or worst critic, yeah. and, and you know, and those are those lonely days. Oh, this isn't working, and you know, I, yeah. I was terrible, and I have to read questions, and I don't have to read questions anymore. It, it, you know, my point is is that you end up growing and grooming into yes. what you want to do because you're so deep into the pool. You're so into it that it just ends up becoming like a swing thought for a golfer, you know? Yes, it's yes. Just, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. How did I hit that 300-yard drive? Right, right. It just right. happens. Yes. And, 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 and I guess the encouragement for your audience is you've got to find it. You know, yeah, yeah. and you're not gonna, you may not find it in your next job, but you should constantly be looking.
0: Yeah, and that's something you've done, Carm. I don't know if you've been aware of it consciously, no, but that's something not. you were always looking at. And uh, I don't know if you were motivated by the fact that you you know, had to, had to uh, raise a family or I, I, I don't know what the motivator for you has been. It, it, has it been just about joy, uh, doing what you love?
1: No, I think it's been putting food on the table, um, yeah. you know, paying for college. I mean, all those things right. that we, we struggle with in, in all of those years. Um, but I, I think the word reinvention, yeah. I don't know where that fits, but I wrote it down as we were just talking. And that's what I did. When I got my opportunity to leave, mm-hmm. I said, this wasn't how I planned to leave this company. Yes. How can I get over it? You and know that's I, that's my guess, audience. Yeah. I guess I was very upset for a whole long period of time. Really? Not a long period of time, but maybe, was, you know, two or three, or four weeks until I finally said to myself, Okay, it's reinvention time. What do you have to do? I mean, it's I, I think there's this mourning thing, this this wasn't how I wanted it to be, to um a grieving. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, you and I spoke about that, I think just recently, the, those steps, that, that's, all this is going on with COVID today and yes. all these challenges that we have with people losing their jobs and being sure. furloughed, layoff, I don't care what you call it, but mm-hmm. people aren't in the place that they used to be a month ago. Right. And so they have, they're having to learn how to deal with it. And for me, I, I did go through that process and then I just stepped up and, and reinvented. I didn't have a clue. I was just the happiest guy in the world when I got my first interview. You thought I won the lottery. Wow and you know and, and that was 5 years ago 750 episodes later so i uh, i i can't tell your audience anything is that uh, you got to find that light at the end of your tunnel and and you got to believe it's going to be there
0: yeah tr- yeah trust in yourself once you make a commitment towards something, at least try something that sounds, yeah. Yeah. feels good. Yeah, well, well, Carm, <laughs> I love your story and you know that. Um, So thank you so much for coming on our show. I, I wanted to show people a, a real, po- I try to sh- always show them a positive example of how they can be uh, more encouraged when they're facing an involuntary job loss, right? I mm-hmm. mean, cause it, like you said, it's not their choice. It wasn't your choice. Yeah. Uh, you were going, uh, humming along. And so when something hits you and COVID might be something that people are dealing with at the moment, um, you know, maybe this is a moment to step back and look at your life and reevaluate so that you can reinvent yourself, uh, toward a better, brighter future career and, um, and uh, personally, it's funny because I said uh, the the show is called Love in Your Life. It's because I believe that you cannot be happy and successful unless you live with love in your life, both personally and professionally. Yeah. So um, so I'll sign off there. Karm. I appreciate you so much. Thank oh, you so much.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm honored.
0: Absolutely, and if anybody wants to listen in on your show, what? It's, oh, them yeah, it,
1: it it's specifically for the automotive aftermarket. Remarkableresults.biz.
0: Okay, you, you ought to tune and in. I, yeah, guys. And, I, and I'm
1: available on every your favorite podcast listening app anywhere. That's All
0: wonderful. Right. Thanks so much, Carm. Thanks, Tom. Take care.